Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the network. This is The Breakfast Show, we already said that, and you are with Lyle and... Maddie. Maddie, welcome to the show. Maddie's, Maddie's the boss around here. Not Maddie's- really, but good morning, Lyle. <laughs> it's fantastic to be on the show. Um, yeah, I've been part of the producing team, if you want to call it that. Okay, the producing team. Let's, yeah, let's yeah, put it that yeah. way. So in the background supporting, it is fantastic. This is the first time I'm actually co-hosting with you, Lyle. Thank you. It is indeed. It is indeed. Okay, so Maddie, what are you thankful for this morning? I'm really thankful. I'm really thankful for volunteers, actually. Okay. You've been getting some help lately? Everyone's been getting some help. Just look at the situation that's been happening in Australia the last few months. Yes. It's amazing to see people just um, get out of their homes and go, how can I help? How can I support? And particularly within the work, I've been employed by the church for a few months now and the the things that are happening all across our region, it's um, and it's all functioning because people are just giving off their free time. Um, A perfect example came through just this week from uh, Gosford Adventist Church. Pauline sent through a message where we are running a bush fire relief concert on the 1st of February, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Good on you, Gosford Church. Absolutely. Yeah, get out there and go for it. That's good news. So when is that that, uh, bush fire relief concert? The 1st of February, Saturday the 1st of February, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. If you're in the Gosford region, make make your way down at Gosford Adventist Church. Sounds amazing. Do we know who the... uh Artists are that are performing there yet? Are they, we got no, but we can two, send a Pauline they a will, message. They will, we will send Pauline a message. We will find out. Maybe we should get Pauline to come here and tell us all about it uh, because it sounds like a really good thing to support. And if you are aware of these kind of community programs that are being run to, uh, you know, particularly to support the, the, the bushfires, then we want to hear about it because we can talk about it here on Faith FM. So give us a call, 1-800-324-843. Or yep. message us on Faith FM. Yep, Facebook page page or 0491-064669 is our text number. Anyway, so this morning, uh, let's have the weather. What's happening with the weather? Well, I'm going to pull up the weather, Lyle. Yeah, you've got the weather this morning, I've got the weather this morning. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first time co-hosting. Okay, so while you're looking for the weather, I'll tell you what I'm thankful for. What are you thankful for, Lyle? I'm thankful that tomorrow my wife is coming home. And tomorrow I'll be thankful that she'll she'll be home. That's so, fantastic. So yeah, that's, she, that's always she's, a good she's thing. She's been away. She's been having some some good time with her sister and whatnot. So, this is a reminder you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms.
back. You're listening to Abby Eaton with Man of Sorrows here on Faith FM Breakfast Show. And Maddie, as we get into the show this morning, Maddie is joining us. Uh, what's our first clue for the quiz today? All right. Our quiz this morning is Who Am I? And the first clue I went into seclusion for five months. Okay, let me take a stab at this one. I don't know the answer, but I'll take a guess. Oh, go away. Yes. Yeah, I got it. Nailed it. There you go. Okay, so if you think you know the answer, go with your gut. You will probably be right. Uh, give us a call right now, 1-800-324-843. been getting in trouble for saying that too fast. It's when, you, when, it's when you say it every day for, you know... 1-800-324-843. Like yeah. Or text us, 0491 That's it. <laughs> uh, so or that you is. can message us on, uh, on the Faith FM Facebook page as well. You can indeed. Okay, Clue. What have you got for there for the uh, Clue for the quiz? Oh, we already, yep, 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 yep. We already had the Clue for the quiz. Do you want another Clue? Posi- no, no, no. Let's, let's leave that for now. Positively different news. What have you got for positively different Positively news? different news. Lyle, do you like computer games? You know what? I enjoy computer games, but I've never owned a computer game. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. Yeah. I've never, ever owned one. And I grew up in the era where uh, computer games were, you know, were really sort of hitting the market. And you would go down to the newsagent, you would buy a magazine that was full of code. You'd type that code into a computer. You'd save it to a tape, like from a tape player, if anybody out there actually remembers what they were. And then you would hope that you didn't get one line of that code wrong and that the game would actually do something wow. and work. <laughs> well, we moved on from those days. That's, uh, that's, that's great. Look, I always feel a little bit guilty playing computer games. I play for like, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes, and I, I start feel like I'm wasting time. <laughs> but, but there's good news. No more. No more because neuro- neurologists have now found three games. They've released three games that actually are effective for training your brain online training games and they've, they're scientifically proven to work. So there's three games out there that I can now go play guilt-free. And I'll name them for you. So if you want to, if you want to check them out, Guacamole is one of them. And that's uh, designed to train inhibitory control. Uh, it looks pretty interesting. Obviously, it's got okay. avocados. So that's always good because yep. I love avocados. Uh-huh. Um, my comms team's going to tease me for saying that on air because <laughs> they literally buy me little avocado gimmick presents. So much I love avocados. The second game is called Crush Stations, which, if you haven't guessed from the name, is about crustaceans under the sea. Okay. So that's a pretty cool one. And the last one is All You Can E.T. And uh, yeah, all these three games have been scientifically proven to, um, to actually be beneficial for training your brain. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and that's, that's, that's got to be a good thing because I think that, you know, I, I think we need to recognize that computer games do train our brain. Yeah. Regardless of what the games are, yep. you just have to ask yourself the question, what are they being trained for? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, what is it that is actually, uh, you know, is, is, it being, is your brain being trained for something positive or something negative? Um, yeah, anyway, uh, what else we got happening there, uh, Maddie? This is another really interesting thing. A British, a British artist has been walking around in the snow, obviously got a lot of cold weather in, in the Northern Hemisphere, and has been creating, his name is Simon Beck, he's, he's 61 years old, and he has been creating giant 
artworks in the snow just by walking around in the snow. Giant geoglyphs, and they're beautiful geometric patterns. With oh with wow, Matty's showing me here um, some pictures on his computer screen. It's and there's a lot of them. It's like this guy has done miles. Whoa, miles. that's actually that's actually pretty spectacular. It's huge. You're probably looking at geoglyphs that are, are maybe you know. A, a football field or two across uh-huh. and they're intricate um, geometric patterns with triangles and circles um, interweaved within each other jump online and check it out it's really really awesome um, but yeah I just I just saw this and I and thought it's, and it's all gone within a day yep because it's just going to melt or more snow is going to fall on top of it or something exactly. like that's going yeah. to happen I can't wait till I retire to be able to do that at the time <laughs> I just walk around in the snow and, and create beautiful artwork for people I think this guy has just solved the um, the thousand year old NASCAR lines mystery maybe he has you know, maybe the, that's how South they America. made them they made them by walking around in the desert and kicking stones yeah everyone's thinking oh how they're, they're made by aliens or they're made by extraterrestrials come down and create these huge mile long patterns it was just a guy with a shovel really he walked around. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I have seen those NASCAR lines. They are absolutely spectacular. The, the, the size of them is just absolutely mind-boggling. And the in- intricacy of the patterns is just, it's just one of the wonders of the world. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, if you ever get to Peru, it's definitely a place. It's kind of hard to get to uh, because it's in the middle of nowhere. But it's... Definitely worth seeing. And to think that, you know, this took place, what, a couple of thousand years ago at least? Mm. At least, yep. you know, or more. Who so knows? Thank you, for, thank you to Simon Beck. Thank you for the artists out there that are just bringing joy to our lives. Bringing joy to our lives and solving mysteries. <laughs> all right, so what else we got there? That's um, all I got. Oh, that's, oh, that's, <laughs> that's all of our positively different news. Okay, so let me see if I can find some positive. Well, I, I don't have any positively different news here. I saw a couple of stories. Um but as they flicked past, but they, I can't remember what they were now. So I, I can give you some serious news. Give me some serious news, yeah. All right, let me see, let me see. We'll let's, bring some positively news back later, maybe to end yeah, this maybe, maybe segment. Maybe we will. Uh, why don't we go with, um, what about if we go with this one? Uh, let's talk about obesity. So this is very serious news. Um, and it's talking about Queensland in particular. So, Maddie, you're a Queenslander. Mm. And it's talking about regional Queensland in particular. So you come from That's originally Townsville, from yeah. Townsville, north, regional yeah. Queensland, um, which uh, regional Queensland has um, the highest level of obesity and it's climbing dramatically. Um, 66% of people in regional Queensland are overweight or obese. That's up from 58% in 2014. They're looking at this as basically an explosion of... Uh, of um, of weight gain um, and, you know, the next big pandemic that is really hitting Australia. A quarter of all children are overweight or obese and really that comes down to, you know, I think that with children as parents, we have the opportunity to actually decide what they eat and what they don't Mm. eat. You know, children don't have that decision because they're children. And when we give them that decision, then we are giving them a tool that they are not, a decision that they're not qualified to make. Mm. And so this is something where we need to actually be parents. Uh, it's interesting looking at some of the the rates of, uh, so the, the 66% is overweight and obese, um, but uh, chronically obese uh, berserker in Rockhampton, 46%. Um, that's not just overweight, that's that's actually obese. Compared to wow. Noosa, which is 21%. Now, this is interesting because we often like to, particularly those of us that come from the bush, we like to uh, um, poke fun at all the, tr- the trendies. 
mm. you know, living in, in somewhere like, say, for instance, Noosa down there on the beach and you've got all your national parks and you've got your cycleways and you've got your walking tracks and all that kind of thing. And I come from the bush and it's like, yeah, we, we, sort, of, we sort of talk about the trendies, but I've got to tell you, they have this right. They've got this one absolutely right because they are the ones who are um, who who have you know sorted out their health. They are the ones who are living you know a lot of them on a plant based diet. Yep, yep. Um, and we should be learning from that. Particularly yeah. those of us that come from further out in the bush should be learning from mm. that because they're the ones who are going to outlive us and have a much better. Uh, lifestyle and quality of life as a result of it. Mm. Okay, so the uh, 2020 target from 2014 was to reduce overall obesity uh, from 58% as it was back then down to 55%. They have thrown $14 million at it and it's gone up to 66%. All right, that's good. Yeah, bit, bit it's, scary it, there. It's a, it's a. <laughs> it's good that they're throwing money at it. It'd be, <laughs> not be nice to see it actually yeah. doing something that uh, is effective. Yeah. And look what you mentioned before, Lyle, about um, training your children. Like that's that's not an easy task to to parent in that way. Like I was feeding my two and a half year old last night, and it is a mission. You know, it is a mission. And, <laughs> and we had um, we had like just a, a few different plates on the table, and we also had um, some um, homemade cake there, and uh, you know, it's a lovely healthy cake. But you know, we're looking at. Um, the he's looking at the avocado and he's looking at the cauliflower and all that and, and the cake and the, and the cake and I'm like oh you want some more avocado he's like no 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 we don't <laughs> give me some of the cake yeah in many ways you know we look at we need to look at what the government can do um, and they need to make the tough decisions they've they've shown that they can make tough decisions as far as smoking goes we have one of the lowest smoking rates in the world we've been very successful at that we've got a model we know what to do we know how to cut down on advertising. Um, we know how to um, increase advertising you know, for plant-based eating. Um, we know that we need to be tackling screen time for our children, mm. getting them outside, getting them active, and particularly alcohol. Alcohol is one of the biggest issues that is feeding uh, overweight and obesity here in Australia. And we basically need to have a war on alcohol the same as we did with, uh, with smoking um, you know, back in the day and get our alcohol consumptions drastically mm. re- reduced. That would help. Right away while the world is sound asleep and Too afraid of what might show up while you're dreaming Nobody, nobody, nobody sees you Nobody, nobody will believe you Every day you try to pick up all the pieces All the memories, they somehow never leave you Nobody, nobody, nobody sees you Nobody, nobody will believe you God only knows what you've been through God only knows what they say about you God only knows how it's killing you But there's a kind of love that God only knows
misunderstood and the ones to blame What if we could start over, we could start over, we could start over To God Only Knows um, by uh, King and Country. We are back with our news section, but before we do, we've got another clue for our quiz. Maddie, what have you got for us there? All right. The quiz clue, was... Clue number two. Was who am I? Yes, clue number two. I was upright in the sight of God, observing all his commands and regulations blamelessly. Okay, so this was somebody who disappeared for five months and was uh, an upright and righteous person. If you know who that is, give us a call right now, 1-800-324-843, or text us on 0491-064-669, and there will be a prize coming your way. Maddie, we need to uh, we need to find out what that prize is. We'll announce that in the next section. Yep. All right, so, uh, so we can tell everybody what they're going to be winning if they can answer that one, and if you answer it right now, then you will get a surprise prize. We were just in the last section talking about obesity in Queensland. Mm. You're from regional Queensland. You have you have seen the uh, the challenges that are faced by regional Queensland firsthand. Mm. Um, particularly as you know, in the past you've done quite a bit of you know travel both from the coast and into the interior. Yeah, living in towns like we used to travel out to Mount Isa, Charters Towers, all the town, all the time. Um, this is a particular issue that affects. I believe that affects regional areas a lot more than uh, than metro areas like we would see a distinction even within within townsville the people that had access like quick access within within a short commute from facilities from amenities even from the beach um from the strand uh and there was a, there was a difference in how in the obesity in in the population okay so basically the further the further you get away from the coast the bigger the problem with obesity is that how it goes uh, it looks that way in a sense. I think it's uh, to do with the further you get away from opportunities to get out and get active. Um, and, you know, if it's going to be a 20-minute car trip, then you might as well just don't bother, you know. Okay, so if we look at – if we if we compare uh, Rockhampton with Noosa. So in uh, Rockhampton, you've got um, – you're, you're, what, a half hour, 45, maybe 50 minutes from the coast? Well, Rockhampton is an industry, industry town, so I've been there a few times. And it's – in terms of um, lifestyle opportunities, let's look at Noosa. You have your surfing, you have your coast, you have – National every parks, national you have parks. cycleways, you have um, exactly. bushwalking available. Every opportunity to get out and get active, you know. Um, and I think that means a lot. So for people from regional areas, I think it's really, really important that um, – 
become part of the solution and try and figure out how can we create spaces that encourage us to be active, to, to get out of the house, to get our families out of the house. And they might, it might be the case where you're like, well, there's nothing to do. There's nowhere to go, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, and that's where, uh, as a community, I think people need to get together. We need to get together and go, well, how do we create these, these opportunities close to where people live you know, in our backyards? Now, one of the other things that um, was noted in the article is that fast food outlets target low socioeconomic areas where obesity is the biggest issue. Well, um, it's, it's cheap food. It's always tempting. It's kind of like, what am I, I going to have for lunch? Well, it's totally, you know, $4 for a burger, so let's do that. <laughs> sure, okay. Yep. And, and, of course, you know, you, you look at Rocky. Rocky is a, it's a beef town. Yep. Um, I think if you drive through Rocky, there's like five or six, you know, giant bulls, um, you know, Brahmin bulls that are featured throughout the town. I, I can't mm-hmm. remember how many of them are. They always seem to have um, important bits that are missing from them, but, you know, that's just <laughs> local vandalism, I yeah. guess. But, um, yeah, it, it, does, it does show a um, – it does illustrate where we need to be spending money. We need to be making opportunities in these regional towns for people, and we need to be creating environments where people like to get out and they like to, um, you know, get some exercise. But we also need to be promoting good food and good mm-hmm. diet because mm-hmm. not just about exercise – that, that's right. That's right. And I know, I know I mentioned a few good games earlier, but, you know, it is important to be active. But you're <laughs> Indeed right. It, it is. You, you yeah. need to have a, a holistic uh, a holistic approach, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So other stories uh, from around the world. We have um, an Australian who has in, uh, invented um, a new system called, well, it's called Clearview AI. Uh, his name is Hon Ton That, obviously comes from an Asian background. And basically, the way this uh, this AI works is that it um, works from a pool of about three billion images from across the internet that and, and growing every day because they're adding millions of websites, and they're adding websites you know on a daily basis. So basically, his AI is trawling the web, it is finding websites, it is. Uh, finding websites that have images, it is connecting those images together so that it is making a pool of images, say, for instance, of your face, Maddie. Mm. Um, so somewhere on Clearview AI, <laughs> there is a whole file of images of your face. It's a little bit worrying. It's a little bit scary. Um, and Clearview says that they don't use Facebook because Facebook would sue them. Um, but what they've found is they don't need to use Facebook because once your image goes up on Facebook, they said, well, you'd be shocked at how many other uh, websites it immediately ends up on, you know, and just your, your yep. privacy is just non-existent. Mm. And so why would they need to use it? Why would they need to be face being being so, sued by one of the biggest companies around? So they rely on a third party to take the image from yeah, Facebook. Yeah, that's right. And absolutely, use. absolutely. And, and basically what they're saying is that, you know, the, the general public doesn't realize that when they put something on Facebook, it doesn't stay there. It goes a lot further than that. So they have, they have a, a file of images of your face, um, and then, of course, they sell this to uh, police forces. There are over 600 police forces that are using this currently, so it's being used right now. Um, it can be used live. So once your image is on there, they have a file. They can then say, well, this person has been to all of these different places. They know all of these different people. They can connect a whole bunch of dots, and then every time your face pops up somewhere else, it's like, oh, look where they are now. And they're over here, oh, and now they're no. over there. Yeah. Oh, that's some worry. I mean, it's only a few short years ago, this is only technology that was uh, that uh, you had Sci-fi. access to. 
Well, it was sci-fi or maybe surveillance systems within airports, things like that, like uh-huh. face, facial recognition. But yeah, it was stuff that you saw in sci-fi movies. You know? yeah, this is just a piece of software that this Australian guy has developed. Yep. Um, publicly available. <laughs> publicly available. If you're a police force, you can uh, tap into it and you can, uh, yeah, just sort of go for it and use it. And it's incredibly quick. You put a, you put a photograph in there. So basically you get a photograph of the person that you're chasing you put it in there and it just starts to um it starts to 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 search and you know within a very very short space of time they have that whole file of you has been downloaded Mm -hmm. all your information is right there look this is a very interesting conversation because uh not too long ago will i am from the black eyed peas he um it was uh, part of a documentary series where he created an artificial version or the company he was working with created an artificial or a virtual version of him they took thousands of pictures and um recorded his expressions recorded his voices and managed to create a virtual will i am so it's uh, it's interesting where we're heading in the space yes. of of not not just um, looking at privacy but also identity and how the virtual space is changing um, our, 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 our and and, and the will I am one just demonstrates how this can be manipulated. Oh, definitely. You know, because if you look at the uh, Fast and Furious. Um, series of movies and you know when they lost their I've forgotten his name now but one of their main stars but they were still able to finish the movie yes with his face mm-hmm. and his acting all the way through yeah and it? you know they, they, they did a really nice tribute at the end of it it was just amazing there they changed the ending and made a, a lovely tri- tribute for the guy but it 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 does show if somebody wants to manipulate What's actually available? What do you actually even believe these days? I mean, do you believe anything you can see and hear? I mean, there's so much fake news out there and there's so much um, easy manipulation of what we can see. It's a different world we are living in. Where is our world going to be in 20 years from now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a post-truth era. So we may be looking at um, at challenges that that are unique to our time. Yeah, And, and as they say here in Australia, there is no legislation that covers this kind of uh, surveillance. It's just not even in place. Who would have seen it coming? That's right. No, no. And, of course, somebody writes it, they make it, there's nothing illegal about that, they sell it, they sell it worldwide, there is nothing illegal about that, but there's no legislation that covers it. Now we've got to scramble to try and write something to you know cover this kind of mm. surveillance and decide, well, it's here, it's being used, the genie is out of the box, how is this going to actually change society? How is this going to change how people live? I mean, we look at look across at China, where they are using facial recognition, you know, on a mass scale, mm. and we think, oh, you know, we'd never do that here in Australia. Well, actually, you know what we are. Uh, both Perth and Adelaide are using very very similar uh, technology to what's being used in China right now. We don't have the same social credit system for social engineering. But the system is there; it's up and running. We're using mm. it. We've got you know Clearview AI that is out there mm. that uh, is freely available. Technology is moving fast. It is indeed. Anyway, we have uh, Eric and Monique with Everlasting. God, me. 
Guys, you're listening to Eric and Monique with Everlasting here on Faith FM. Before we go to our uh, interview of the day, we have an answer for the quiz. The quiz has been answered. Congratulations to Michael. Michael has called in with the correct answer, which is Elizabeth. That is correct. And for the record, 
I actually gave the wrong answer. Yes, I thought it was the right answer. <laughs> but Michael gave the right answer, so uh, Michael, there will be a prize coming your way. Uh, well done. Uh, Maddie. have we got a uh, clue for the next quiz? First clue for the next quiz. For the next quiz. So the next quiz is, what book am I? Mm-hmm. Clue number one, only two books in the entire Bible have fewer verses than I do. Okay, would it be this one? Yes, this time yeah. you do have it correct. Okay, fantastic. All right, so joining us on the phone this morning is uh, Barrand Newstratton. Barrand, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me along. Ah, fantastic. Barrand, you've been a, a regular right through uh, last year talking about the, uh, the book of Genesis in particular, the book of beginnings, and... Um, and, and as you've been sort of taking us through those, we have come up to Genesis chapter 6. There's some really interesting issues that come out of Genesis chapter 6. Um, yeah. Where do, we, where do we start with uh, the events of Genesis 6? I think the best way to put it, Lyle, is we're now into the 10th generation, which is now culminating towards a irreparable, irreversible condition of the state of mind of mankind. And God has to act. He has to intervene. And uh, that's what's happening right here at this uh, process as described in uh, Chapter 6. Fantastic. Now, there's, there's, there's a major issue. And, 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 you know, every time I run a Bible seminar of just about any description, uh, we're doing question time. And this is one of the questions that nearly always comes through. In those first couple of verses there... We have mention of the Nephilim. Um, yeah. What is this all about? There are many people out there that would say that, you know, these are angels who are, you know, marrying humans and having children. Um, yeah. What's taking place here? Yeah, look, uh, Jesus himself obviously made it perfectly plain, and he did do so in the, uh, the Gospel of uh, Matthew. Uh, the 22nd chapter, verse 30, that angels don't marry. They're not of that order of creation. So that couldn't be true. The the word Nephilim is a plural, uh, which is not necessarily, or translated as giants, but not necessarily correctly. Really, the, the main connotation of the word, the root word, which is nafal in Hebrew, is to fall, to fall away. So fallen ones, mighty ones by all means, but not particularly relating to size. So there is not really a justification for the introduction of giants here. That's the first thing. The other thing is, if you look at it at the context, uh, really there's a punishment coming up uh, where God says clearly that his spirit will not strive his men forever. So the punishment, the punitive action by way of the great flood is, is an issue for mankind, not for angels or half angels. Uh, it's not logical to accept the fact that we have, are dealing here with an amalgamation of angels and human beings, which are completely different orders of creation. In many ways, if that did take place, you know, if angels and humans were interbreeding, then this would be another level of creation happening after creation. Yeah, it, it, it's not the way it is. The Bible does not support it anywhere, and it never has occurred. 
the expression, the sons of God, which we get really from the book of Job, where the sons of God are angelic beings, that is fair enough. However, uh, you and I, uh, you know, we can be sons and, and for the, we can be sons and daughters of God relating to our spiritual condition. And that expression is also relatively common, particularly in the Pauline writing. So that doesn't give you the, uh, the clearance to, uh, have the explanation that is attached to the sons of God here in Genesis chapter 6, verse 2. Uh, the, the sons of God were the Seth sides, that is the ones, the, success, the generations after Seth. Clearly they were godly, very godly. They were enticed by the, the daughters of man, the Canaanites, the Canaanite descendancies. They took for themselves wives. It seems to indicate plural. Maybe polygamy was well entrenched in that process as well. And uh, of all whom they chose, they were choosing by looks rather than by character. I think that's the real problem. And this is where the problem started uh, things went so badly for mankind because of the deterioration of his spiritual condition and the violence that was forthcoming because of that. Yeah, so when you read the Bible, you do have that one statement in Job where sons of God are definitely yeah. uh, you know, beings from other worlds, whatever they might be. Uh, yeah, but the vast majority of the Bible, sons of God, are simply godly people. Um, yeah. It seems to be a massive stretch to go from... Uh, you know, take the one obscure verse and apply it to yeah. Genesis chapter six, rather than taking all of the, uh, you know, the the bulk of scripture and applying it there as sons of God are simply godly people. Correct. Yeah. Whereabouts does this idea originate from that these were actually um, that these were actually you know angelic? But what would motivate yeah. anyone to actually come up with something like that? Well, it actually, the, some of the ancient Jewish commentators and some of the early church fathers, uh, as do some of the modern expositors. But it, the, uh, in ancient times, it went back to some of the early Jewish commentators that proposed this. And then in the early centuries AD, early church fathers were toying with his ideas as well. And that's where it in principle came from. But it's not a biblical application. Okay, so this is not something that people have gained from the Bible. It's something they've gained no. from you know tradition that has been handed down. So this is not a biblical principle Correct. that we're dealing with here in any way, shape, or form. It's remarkable how something that is not in the Bible yeah. can become so generally accepted within Christianity. But that's the incredible thing, isn't it? That is true also about the state of the dead, the immortality of the soul, day of worship. You could uh, think of a number of issues that have become so acceptable and apparently so synonymous with, with Christianity, but there has been uh, no biblical foundation for some of those practices. Sure. And believe. Um, moving on from here, we have the issue of the flood. Now, this is... This yeah. is God performing genocide on a mass scale, yeah. as many would see it. Yeah. Uh, wiping out an entire world of people, eight survivors. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. You know, the population of the world at that time could have been very large because, I mean, if you're living for 900 sure. years, you could have a lot of children and those children could have a lot of children, etc. And yeah. so you could have a population very, very large. Yeah. Uh, isn't this a bit extreme by God? I mean, a lot of people would look at this and say, you know, what is going on here? God's wiping out the, the population of the entire planet. Yeah, and, and don't forget the animals. I mean, that's another consideration. But having said that, it's like this. The the flood came, what, 1,556 years, what we call on a Monday after creation. So you're so right when you say the population of the world could have been very significant and could have, for that matter, run in the millions. We don't know. We have no indication of the populace, but an enormous amount of people involved. However, it was only Noah who was righteous in the sight of God. There was no hope for the human race. And unless the human race was perpetuated, the Messiah to come, the one that was prefigured in Genesis 3.15, could not have occurred if God had not intervened. There would have been such a godless society. Where would he have come from? And he would have been completely and utterly rejected, uh, even if he had come. So there had to be a preservation of a people of God who kept the message, the gospel, if you like, the plan of salvation, the knowledge thereof, alive, to keep people informed that there is a God who loves the human race, who is the creator, and who has uh, involved himself to such a degree as we know from particularly the New Testament, that he came down here and paid for the penalty, earned the right to uh, address our sinfulness and to even uh, intercede for us in heaven itself. Here are some magnificent truths that have been preserved because Noah was preserved. And yes, it's a sad thing that so many people had to be destroyed, but... They did have the opportunity. The, the Bible said uh, God granted them 120 years now, Lyle. 120 years of building a boat of dry land, observing that, which would make no sense at all. And then ultimately the animals walking in, being guided by God. It's not as if there would have been good reason for people to join the eight on the ark. I mean, they... There was ample space for more, but they didn't take up the offer of salvation. Yeah, so let's talk about that just for just a moment. Noah is actually building this ark and yeah. uh, for 120 years. So he's building a boat to float on an ocean that, I mean, was there even an ocean to launch that boat on back in those days? Uh, would, that have, would, have, that, would that have seemed like a reasonable thing to do? We have absolutely no information as to the locality of the and the ratio of land to water, the fact that he was absolutely ridiculed and people did not believe him in any way at all was, of course, that the boat was somewhere on dry land with no provision, no likability in the absence of any disturbances of climatic conditions as we know them today. No rain, no floodings, no earthquakes, absolute stability of the earth crust it seemed to be ludicrous to build a boat of that size on dry land that could not be moved physically not even then but a mighty people that they were could not be moved physically to water and it seemed to be obviously 
a tremendous challenge to any uh, rationale. But that is exactly the point that God said that he was supernaturally going to do this. And people rejected it and paid with their lives. Wouldn't the fact that, you know, the laws of nature to that point had been fixed and were observable, wouldn't that be a very powerful argument against what Noah was preaching? That is true. But if you wanted, it wasn't as if there were atheists walking around, because if you had any problems about believing in a God, all you had to do is walk over to the, the Garden of Eden where cherubs were defending the entrance to the Tree of Life. So there was uh, evidence of the presence of God and of the account what happened, of course, with Adam and Eve. Uh, there were tremendous evidences of God's presence and control. But mankind uh, challenges that, and, and uh, it's just one of those sinful traits that we all uh, you know, can be subject to when we feel that we ourselves can take care of ourselves. The, the 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 unwillingness to be answerable to God for their lives and lifestyles was was so dominant because their mind was set on evil continually. It was particularly violence that prevailed so 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 incredibly bad. Uh, but uh, the evidence of a deity of God, a God in control, was there. They had no excuse not to believe. Mm. Uh, some years ago, a uh, movie came out about Noah. I think it had uh, Russell Crowe in it from memory. Um, yeah. I sort of uh, didn't bother going once I heard that it featured rock monsters and figured, you know, anything that uh, yeah. where they have to write rock monsters into the uh, into the script yeah. is um, they're running out of um, plot themes. Um, whereabouts? Yeah. Whereabouts did did all of the uh, plot twists from that movie come from? Does, is any of it based in the book? Uh, no, no, the books of Enoch, which is in the, uh, you know, which is obviously an apocryphal writing, uh, that's never included in the canon of scripture, uh, and never considered to be inspired. Jesus never quoted it from it, of course. Interesting as an as an ancient document, but not not having the inspiration of, of, of any of the Bible books. Uh, so part of that came from there. If you look at the structure that uh, I've, I've seen the movie for the sake of being able to talk about it and tell people why it is so far-fetched and so untrue. Uh, firstly, there is rain before the ark is finished. And, of course, um, Noah was moved uh, by God, by faith, through faith, things not yet seen. And one of them, of course, was rain and the subsequent winds and storms that would come with it. The structure is just almost ridiculous. Uh, I used to tell my church members the problem about the structure of Russell Crowe, I'm sorry to, to use his name, but that's what he portrayed, would not be sufficient for that contraption to get from one side of Sydney Harbour to the other without really <laughs> failing and falling, breaking down. Yes, indeed. Anyway, uh, Barand, we are out of time. We are going to have to uh, come back and continue talking about this um, next month. I'm really looking forward to talking about you know the dimensions of the ark, whether it was actually feasible, possible, feasibly possible to yeah. you know to put the animals in the ark, what the ark was made sure. out of, how it could survive, you know what was actually going to take place on Earth. So we're going to have to save all that for next time. But thank you so much for joining us this time. God bless. Pleasure. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. 
That is the reason the scriptures record. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now the Lord looked down from his window in the sky and said, I created man, but I don't remember why. Nothing but fighting since creation day. I'll send a little water and I'll wash them all away. So the Lord came down to look around the spell, and there he found Noah behaving mighty well. And that's the reason the scriptures record that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. That is the reason the scriptures record. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. The Lord said, Noah, there's going to be a flood. There's going to be some water. And there's going to be some mud. Take off your hat, Noah, and take off your coat. Get Ham, Sham, and J-Pep and build yourself a boat. Noah said, Lord, I don't believe I could. The Lord said, Noah, get some sturdy gopher wood. You never know what you can do till you try. Build a 50 cubits wide and 30 cubits high. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. That is the reason the scriptures record. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Then Noah said, there she is, there she is, Lord. The Lord said, Noah, it's time to get aboard. Now take a preacher, a he and a she, and of course Mrs. Noah and the whole family. Noah said, Lord, it's getting mighty dark. The Lord said, Noah, get these creatures in the ark. Noah said, Lord, it's beginning to pour. The Lord said, Noah, hurry up and shut the door. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. That is the reason the scriptures record. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now the ark rose up on the foot of the deep, and after forty days, Mr. Noah took a peek and said, We're not moving, Lord. Where are we at? The Lord said, You're sitting on Mount Ararat. Noah said, Lord, it's getting mighty dry. The Lord said, Noah, see the rainbow in the sky. Take all the creatures and people to earth, and don't be more trouble than you're worth. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And he landed high and dry. And he landed high and dry. And he landed high. Not in 